I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Take a page out of other business leaders' playbooks and get candid advice from Chris Ronzio. People, processes, productivity, and how to organize your life around it all. Check out the first ever edition of the Process People Meetup held in March of 2022. So Process People is a community of process experts and trainual certified consultants. In this segment of the meetup, Chris Ronzio opens up to the community for a Q&A. All right, I'm going to stop there because I know I already went five minutes over, but uh, I'd love to hear any questions you have and and help however I can. Who was your first hire, Chris? Was it um, operationally, like, was that an assistant? Was that accounting? Like, what kind of back-end work did you get rid of first? Good question. So, um, so I would consider my first hire, a lot of software tools because a lot of software tools that can do things, uh, you know, that, that just take things off your plate can be cheaper and easier to implement than people. So my first hires were a bunch of software tools. I used a service called bench. They're still around for accounting. And when I first started, it was like a hundred dollars a month and they did all my accounting P and L's balance sheets, receipts, reconciliation. So those little tools and outsource kind of partners, I think are really powerful. Then I, I used a virtual assistant service. I had a, a VA $10 an hour. Her name was Miranda. She was awesome. We still keep in touch on LinkedIn. And she started helping with all these personal tasks in my life to just, again, elevate the stuff I was working on. And then the service that Miranda worked for uh, was this, this company. And I started looking on LinkedIn for people that work for that company, but lived in Phoenix where we are. And I found someone locally that agreed to do 10 hour, 10, uh, 20 hours a week but like in person so they could help run errands for me. And that was like the next step up for my business. Um, And then the first full-time hire that I made was someone named Chelsea. She's still on our team. She's our chief of staff today, but she came in and was the, you know, my EA office manager, um, taking all the office administration off my plate. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. I want to piggyback off what Joe said before on the public share I'm starting to land clients left and right on this is I have some small things um, outside of trainual. Like I might have a small email mastery program and I'll be like, take this one thing. I'll invite them into my trainual. I go, it's so good that I guarantee you're going to want more. I don't care if you don't pay me. You can send me Venmo when you're done and we'll see how it works out. 100% of the time I'm getting messages back. I want this for my managers right now. It's the team. It might be 79 bucks. It might be a couple hundred, but I give them a taste. And I love that you're rolling out with that because like how can training will have a paid platform, but that worked well. I just invited him into that little subject and it worked well. And it's just landing people left and right. That's awesome. I love to hear that. I, I, and I love that you have people pay you after too. That's really cool. Um, one, one trick that I would use in the consulting. So one, I, I, I skipped this part, but when I was sending out those newsletters, so after two years of sending out those newsletters, I made this little book, hundred hacks to improve your business. Um, and it was just two years of my newsletters slapped into a book 
uh, a, a book format. And so I would send these books out to people as kind of a lead gen thing. And I would tell them, um, if you, again, very if five to 50 employees, owners still involved in the business, externally validated by someone, you know, and when I would get these hot, hot, hot prospects, I'd offer them uh, $500 to go out and have coffee with me that I would give them $500 if they thought it was a waste of their time. And at the end of the meeting, I would ask them like, was this, was this valuable? Was this a waste of your time? And it put the pressure on me to provide as much value as I could during the meeting of like, Hey, here's a tool you should know about. Here's like a person I want to introduce you to. Here's, here's like some services that, that I think could be useful. And I never had to pay that, but it was a great way to get coffee meetings. Hey, Chris. Um, one question I have is, did you, in your consulting business, did you stick with certain industries? I know you did the five to 50 employees, but did you stick with like certain industries? It's like what I'm finding is that I try to stick with like five industries, but what happens is that always someone else comes from the outside and I don't know. I'm like, well, it makes you not as comfortable. I just wondered if you did that. So for me personally, I, I did not, I, I didn't exclude any industries uh, because for me, I was trying to get exposure to as many different industries as possible. And, and toward the end, when we started to build Trainual, I knew that that was a, an advantage to have a really horizontal industry focus. But if I was going to continue building a consulting business, I would definitely be going deeper in a few verticals because then you can get involved with the associations and the events and make that your network. So it just so happened that I had this entrepreneur network that started that I started with that was really horizontal. And if I didn't, I would have gone vertical. Okay. Thank you. Chris, I have a question in regards to um, <clears throat> you utilizing like us as consultants as a vertical. I haven't seen too many companies invest so much time into people like us who are using your products with other clients. Just out of curiosity, number one, how's it going for you? I mean, I know we're all here. I know you're spending time with us, but how is it going? Like, how has it helped you? And then number two, what was like, what was the, um, or vice versa, it doesn't matter. What was your concept? What was your idea as far as building up this partnership? Like, how did you conceptualize this? Because I find it fascinating. I've met so many great people here. I had calls with multiple people. And I don't think I've seen other companies kind of pushing this community, um, this growth vertical this way. Well, first of all, thank you, Kaleem. I love to hear that. Uh, I can't take the credit or most of the credit for this. I have to defer to Jamie and Jonathan and Sarah and Joe. Like since Joe took over this program last year, I think it's exploded like exponentially. Before that, we had no one focusing on it. So you've got Joe to thank for a lot of it, just cultivating the relationships and and you know trying to trying to produce value here. Before that, you know Sean, who's on this call, and Bradford. I don't know if Bradford's here on the call. Um, Bradford was our first cons first certified consultant, you know, before process people existed. And he saw one of our Instagram ads on, uh, uh, when he was like pumping gas at a gas station and sent me this like novel of a message saying like, man, I wish I invented train you like, this is what I was going to do. I've, I've been consulting, I've been doing this. And so it was really like his initial message of saying like, wow, I, I'm not a tech company, but this is how I want to help small businesses out there that inspired us to want to create this. And so in, in year one of the business, 
we invited the first eight people out to Scottsdale. We had an in-person event. I taught them a ton of stuff. That's where a lot of the content in our training will like training came from is that initial training session. And once we did it and saw them succeeding and building six figure businesses, it was like, there is a huge world with a ton of people. Like how do we create a community to, to get all these people together? So I, I really think it's just beginning, but thank you for, uh, for being a part of it. Hey, Chris, uh, I've got a quick question. Uh, it seems like since I started uh, being a training wall certified consultant, there's been a lot of new uh, entrants into the market. I don't think that there was as many kind of business playbook or LMS or uh, other software uh, applications out there. I think that training has certainly done an awesome job kind of standing out. But what is sort of your sort of internal forecast over the next couple of years for the drivers? And what are some of maybe the caveats? that are, or maybe roadblocks that are uh, potentially within the overall kind of e-learning slash LMS slash business playbook slash process. I don't even know what we want to call the total industry, but for the overall industry. <laughs> Chris, you give me 30 seconds to answer this question before, <laughs> before we're up. Um, yeah. Gosh, I, could, I, I probably have to do a whole presentation on this, but um, in short, I would say, Yes, absolutely. You're right. There's a lot of a lot of new entrants, a, a lot of people that are seeing what we did and the demand that was generated and the splash in the market and trying to twist what they do in the same way. Now, there's other companies that are sort of, we say, like tangential to Trainual. You know, like there's companies that are more in the project management and collaboration of like actually doing the work. And so they're going to go in a different direction. There's companies that are more about like workflow automation, where they just want things to happen behind the scenes that no people are involved with. But in the businesses that we're really supporting, you know, if you want to build a culture and you want to hire people to deliver services and to do things consistently and to create a brand, you need to invest in training and experience around training. And so what I would say is like the very quick answer is, yeah, we're all in on the playbook concept of, of making trainual, like the digital version of your, your brand, your culture, your business, your process, your policies, all in on building that, helping companies just get that in one place. And then we're going to focus a lot on the experience of how your people get to know that information, um, have it on demand when they need it. And there's going to be a ton of other uh, brands and, and companies. But if we keep focusing on you all and we keep focusing on our customers, then we feel really good about the future. So I'll say that the one obstacle probably that you all see and the one that we're working on the most is how do we make it as easy as possible to get your business out of your brain? You know, that's that's what we say all the time. And, you know, future version 10 years from now, I, I hope that there's like some way telepathically for people to just like stare at their computer and it starts writing. I bet you all wish that too. But, you know, until there is, we're going to be working on how to make that easier. And that's going to be through, you know, the verticalized approaches and through suggestion engines and the product saying, oh, you're this type of company, click here, 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 here. And now, boom, you've got kind of like a shell setup that you can start to work from. So you'll just see it get easier and easier, whereas a lot of other products are kind of like blank white space that you have to really work at. Have you given any thought about uh, addressing your pricing model? About what was that? You've given any thought about making any changes to how you price your product? 
Oh yeah. Every day we think about it. <laughs> if anyone needs to jump off, I know we're at the top of the hour. I've got like five more minutes. Feel free to jump off. We still love you. Um, if anybody has a couple extra minutes, I'll keep talking. Um, pricing, we're always looking at, at how it can evolve. The, the biggest thing we're looking at right now is how do we make the build, train and scale packages a little more intentional so that it's a good path for people to go through. Um, the, the, the actual pricing, uh, you know, elasticity and everything we're, we, we do a lot of tests behind the scenes with like a fraction of our traffic to see, you know, who's look, do we get more clicks? If it's this price, do we get more conversions? If it's this price, but we haven't rolled out any big changes since September when we, uh, when we introduced the build plan. And so if there's anything big coming, we'll let you know. And if you have any pricing feedback, please let us know because we'll use that as a data point. Yeah. I've given feedback based on my client base, which is all the same market you have, five to 50 owner-involved businesses throughout uh, Northern California. And they all appreciate the product, but you're fighting against all the other subscription software out there. And the trend that they look for is paying for their heavy hitter users but there are people that use it once a year. They have a hard time dealing with paying a monthly fee for those 20 users that just use it occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. And, and products that, you know, pay per head for like an administrative role or something would be a much higher price per user for those users. And then you'd have maybe a different, price per user for other users. And so what we've tried to do is look more macro at can a 50 person company afford $3,000 a year or whatever it is. And the answer is yes, hundred percent of the time. And so it's really just how we communicate this. And if we produce enough value in the software, then we shouldn't have a pricing issue. We should be solving big problems in people's businesses. Um, but, but I think, I think you do have a, a point about, you know, guest users and, and people that are just viewing content. It's a big part of where public share came from. And so companies that do have a lot of people that just need to see the content once a year or something, but they don't need to track all the completions and do all those things. They can just use public share and it's free. We don't charge for any of the views. That's part of why we're, we're coming out with this feature. And so I think you'll like that. Um, but, but yeah, always, always looking to innovate here. Thank you. One last question. If anybody has a question. No one has a question. I can read one from the chat here. Uh, I have all your questions too. So we can't get them all. I have them all written down. So no, no worries at all. But one question from Rodney is, is when consulting with small businesses, do you have any tips on discovering their biggest problems and how to prioritize which problem to start with first? Oh yeah, uh, of course. So, so let's see Part of what I was doing with consulting was that assessment at the beginning of working with someone. And so I called it the organized chaos product, like the flagship product was that discovery process. And so again, I can send out some materials for how I ask those questions, but typically the highest priority problem is the one that you're getting the most feedback, the most common denominators across the, the rest of the team. And so if you're having those conversations with their team and this thing keeps coming up again and again and again as either an issue or an opportunity um, then then you know think of that as like the tally marks or votes for that problem 
And then once you've got that prioritized list of the things that have the most votes, you put a kind of an element of ROI to each of those issues. And you say like, if we fix this thing, what is the outcome? And so you may have something that's got like a hundred votes, but if you fix it, there's like no, no change to the business. Like, no, people don't really care. It's just this pesky little thing. Whereas you've got something with 10 votes that could generate another 25% revenue for the company. You probably want to focus on that thing first. So, so it's, it's a little bit of ranking based on the commonality of the feedback. And then you add in the ROI layer. That's how I would do it. Hey, thanks for listening to Organize Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe or leave a review and share it with anyone in your network that you think could use the information. If you wanna connect with me, you can find me on social at Chris Ronzio on all platforms, and you can find Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. We'll see you next time.